Let us pray. We are of God. He who knows God listens to us. He who is not of God doesn't listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. 1 John chapter 4, verse 6 Dear Lord, I pray for wisdom to know and remember the truth when it matters most. Many lies seek to drag me down. The world offers counterfeit gospels and false hope, but I want to be anchored in your promises so I can withstand the rising tide of culture and confusion. I want to be strongly rooted and grounded in your love and truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of Scripture through Pray.com's podcast, The Heartbeat of Faith with Dr. Andrew Farley. Welcome to the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. I'm Dr. Andrew Farley, and it's a joy to have you join me today. Today we complete our look at the structure of the Bible. So far, we've surveyed five out of the six different sections. Law, history, poetry, prophecy, and gospel literature. Today, we cap it off with the biblical letters, otherwise known as epistles. The epistles in the Bible are Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st and 2nd and 3rd John, and Jude. The epistles make up a large portion of the New Testament and are written by apostles or men closely associated with them. Each letter was written for a specific church with specific needs, but the truths within the letters are timeless and therefore essential for us today as well. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God for those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Whom he predestined, those he also called. Whom he called, those he also justified. Whom he justified, those he also glorified. Romans 8, 28-30 A majority of the letters were written by the Apostle Paul, who was formerly an enemy of the church, but then he was dramatically changed by Jesus. After Christ met Paul on his way to capture and kill Christians, he was never the same again. Paul then dedicated his life to proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. He planted churches with the help of men like Barnabas, Luke, Timothy, Silas, and Titus. Together, they brought the gospel to Gentile regions beyond Judea and Samaria. Paul's letters to the churches were about how to be forgiven, freed, and made new by Jesus, and how to grow in His grace Some of his letters were designed to rebuke or correct, 
like his letter to the Galatians. Foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you not to obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was openly portrayed among you as crucified. I just want to learn this from you. Did you deceive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are you now completed in the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if it is indeed in vain? He therefore, who supplies the Spirit to you and does miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by hearing of faith? Galatians 3, 1 through 5. Paul also sent letters to individuals like Timothy who needed encouragement for the ministry ahead. Let no man despise your youth. Be but an example to those who believe in word, in your way of life, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, pay attention to reading, to exhortation, and to teaching. Don't neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the elders. Be diligent in these things. Give yourself wholly to them, that your progress may be revealed to all. Pay attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in these things, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. 1 Timothy 4, 12-16 Paul's letters emphasize that through faith in Christ, believers are completely forgiven cleansed, and in perfect union with Him. Paul teaches that the Old Covenant law, including the Ten Commandments, is no longer necessary for Christians to follow, as they're now under the grace of God's New Covenant. Another important theme in Paul's letters is the believer's identity in Christ. He emphasizes that believers are new creations with a new heart, and a new spirit. Paul encourages believers to renew their minds and live according to their new identity in Christ rather than being bound up in their old way of living. Paul also emphasizes the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. He teaches that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of every believer empowering them to live a godly life and bear the fruit of God's Spirit. Paul encourages believers to walk in step with the Spirit and rely on His guidance and power. Lastly, Paul addresses the importance of unity and love among believers in the church. He encourages believers to love one another and live in harmony even in face of opposition. And Paul emphasizes the need for believers to support and encourage one another in their faith journey. Paul was a recipient of God's grace, and he wanted the entire world to experience the full weight of God's love and forgiveness like he did. But God, being rich in mercy, for his great love with which he loved us, 
even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and made us to sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, that no one would boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before that we would walk in them. Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. Peter wrote two letters to exiled Christians fleeing persecution in Asia Minor. One of his main themes is the believer's identity in Christ and the importance of living out that identity through righteous behavior. Peter encourages believers to embody their new identity as children of God and to live in a manner that reflects their holiness in Jesus. Peter also addresses suffering and perseverance in the Christian life. He acknowledges that believers may face trials and persecution for their faith, but he encourages them to remain steadfast and trust in God's faithfulness. He reminds them that their suffering is temporary and that God's plan will prevail in their lives. Lastly, Peter tells his readers to be vigilant against false teaching and to hold fast to the truth of the gospel. He warns against false prophets and false teachers who distort the message of God's grace and promote sinful lifestyles. Peter encourages believers to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and to be discerning in their faith. Peter's letters were sent out all over the ancient world, and they were cherished words to wandering and persecuted souls. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an incorruptible and undefiled inheritance that doesn't fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who by the power of God are guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. The book of Hebrews argues for the superiority of the new covenant in Christ and the complete forgiveness and freedom that believers have through his finished work. The author emphasizes that the old covenant with its laws and sacrifices was insufficient to bring true and lasting forgiveness. However, in the new covenant, Jesus offered himself as the perfect sacrifice once for all, providing total forgiveness for all sins, past, present, and future. Because of the new covenant, believers are not bound by the requirements of the law. Through faith in Christ, we are set free from the burden of trying to earn status with God. Instead, 
we can sit down spiritually with Jesus and rest in His finished work, knowing we're completely forgiven and accepted by God. Through the new covenant, God offers us confidence and stability in Him when difficulty comes our way. His Son is the radiance of His glory, the very image of His substance, and upholding all things by the word of His power, who, when He had by Himself purified us of our sins, sat down on the right hand of the Majesty on high. Having become as much better than the angels, as the more excellent name He has inherited is better than theirs. Hebrews 1, 3-4 James was written by the brother of Jesus, who was a pillar of the early church in Jerusalem. His epistle centers on the practical outworking of the faith. James emphasizes the importance of genuine faith that results in fruit-bearing, not as a means of earning salvation, but as a natural response to the grace we've received. He encourages believers to express their faith by showing love and compassion to others, caring for the needy, and speaking words of encouragement and truth. James also addresses the dangers of favoritism, pride, and the tongue getting out of control. If anyone among you thinks himself to be religious while he doesn't bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, This man's religion is worthless. Pure religion and undefiled before our God and Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. James 1, 26-27 1, 2nd, and 3rd John were written by the Apostle John, the one whom Jesus loved. John writes about assurance of salvation and the evidence of true faith. He emphasizes God's love for us and our love for one another. He also warns against false teachings and encourages believers to discern the spirits and hold fast to the truth. John highlights that salvation brings fellowship with God and with other believers, and he emphasizes the need for unity in the church. Beloved, let's love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. He who doesn't love doesn't know God, for God is love. By this God's love was revealed in us, that God has sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God loved us in this way, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God remains in us, and His love has been perfected in us. 1 John 4, 7-12 While the Old Testament law, history, poetry, and prophecy point forward to Jesus, the New Testament letters point backward to Him. 
the epistles are a treasure trove of inspiring truths that encourage us in our faith in Christ. They remind us of the incredible love and grace of our Heavenly Father, who's lavished His forgiveness and acceptance upon us through the finished work of Jesus Christ. These letters assure us of our secure position in Christ, reminding us that we're forgiven and cleansed and in perfect fellowship with God. They encourage us to walk in the freedom of the new covenant, no longer bound by the demands of the law, but empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life that reflects the love and character of Christ. These letters urge us to trust in God's promises and to express our faith through acts of love and compassion toward others. They teach us the importance of renewing our minds and aligning our thoughts with the truth of God's Word so that we can enjoy Christ as our very life. In these letters, we find encouragement to persevere in the face of trials, knowing that God is with us and in us always and that He'll never leave us. They also remind us of the beautiful hope will have at Christ's return. You can allow these truths to inspire and uplift you as you walk in the fullness of your identity as a beloved child of God, empowered by His grace and sealed with His Spirit. Thank you for listening to the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and let us know how this series has impacted your life. Remember to download the Pray.com app and for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.